Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually and then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 195 of Selling the Couch. Hope you're having an awesome day. So today's episode is a solo episode, and one of the things that I, I like to do with these episodes is just something a little bit different, whether it is sharing what's working for me and not working as I build Selling the Couch and as I build private practice, but also other episodes like this one where I share a book that I recently read, a book that really stood out to me, something that I learned along the way. Today's podcast is supported by Turning Point HQ. Uh, This is a brand new sponsor on the STC podcast, but David and I call him Dave. Dave and I have gotten to know each other over the past two years. He was a previous STC podcast guest. And honestly, Dave is one of the most kind and generous and helpful people that I know. And with sponsors, you guys know I'm I'm super discretionary in terms of who I share uh, the STC audience with. And Dave when uh, we talked about sponsorship, he was one of those people. I just, I had zero doubt. And so Dave is a financial planner, uh, specifically for therapists. And his whole mission is to transform your relationship with money. I know for many of us, uh, money is something that, and the money stories that we have often been told, it impacts a lot of how we do business. It impacts how we approach things like retirement and investing and all of those things. And Dave understands that, and he comes from just a very hard-centered place to help us build out an investment in a retirement portfolio. Dave actually has this really cool guide. Uh, It's absolutely free to download, and it's called The Seven Money Mistakes That Hold Therapists Back. You can find it over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash turning point HQ. And that guide has a lot of the things that, that can hold a lot of therapists back. And actually, if you go through that link as well, you get $200 off any service that Dave provides. So just to give you a little background, one of my goals when I first started STC was to try to read and learn as much as I could about running a business. Like many of you, I didn't have a background in business, in economics, finance, marketing, I have an undergrad degree in psychology and I have a PhD in counseling psychology, but those things are wonderful, but it doesn't always translate into learning and knowing how to run a business. And so one of the most cost-effective ways that I've learned how to better my knowledge as a business person is to 
read books by people that I admire and distill their wisdom through the lens of my own values and ultimately to the day-to-day of running my own business. When I first started STC back in 2015, I it was just Susan and I, and I had a very lofty goal of trying to read 24 business marketing, personal finance, or autobiography type books per year. So basically two books a month. And I love reading books, but I found as I have more responsibilities that I didn't always have the time to actually read a physical book. So I actually purchased an Audible subscription a couple of years ago. And now what I do is I download the audio version of that book, and then I will play those books at either 1.75 times the normal speed or two times the normal speed. And I'll go through these books, whether it's on a commute, while working out, doing a hike as part of a morning routine, something like that, just to continue to to learn and build that knowledge. I like to go a little bit faster as well, just because it makes, I notice that it makes my brain, my mind want to focus a little bit more to, to make sure that I take in that information. Now, uh, as you've read or read, as you've listened to episodes of the podcast, uh, we also have a baby daughter who was born this past year. And so as much as I love reading books, being a new dad, I've had to really shift that goal from 24 books to about one book a month. And just a side note, if you love listening to podcasts like this, I encourage you to check out something like Audible. I feel like it's really changed my life. I love reading. And as I mentioned, I don't often get the time. And then something like Audible has allowed me to continue to read and develop my knowledge. You can actually also get your first book if you're not an Audible member, and you can try it out over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Audible. And that's just to be fully transparent. That's an affiliate link that supports the blog. And anyway, I listened to a a book about 10 months ago that I ended up listening to about six or seven more times because there was just so much wisdom in it. I don't often do that with books. Sometimes I'll listen to them like two times, but I kept going back to this one. I was like, man, this is really interesting. I I think I need to create a, a podcast episode on this. And the interesting thing was that I felt like every time I listened to that book and I really focused, I felt like I learned something new. And today I just wanted to share that book with you. The book is called The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, and the book is by John C. Maxwell. Now, if you're like me, you may not think of yourself as necessarily a leader, especially if you, for example, you are a solo private practitioner. But the reality is that we're all going to be placed into positions where we have to lead where we have to share our expertise. And maybe it's something as simple as through a blog post or a video that you create or a Facebook Live that you do or a podcast episode. Maybe it's in a session with a client where you're trying to explain something and articulate and and explain things clearly. Or maybe it's something like you're in a solo practice and you get to this point where you realize, "Ah, I don't really like to do this billing aspect of it. And or I don't like to, you know, constantly have to update my website. What? Uh, maybe it's time for me to, you know, hire out. And so, or maybe you are in a solo practice and you're deciding to go to a group practice, right? And you, at this point, you need to think about, you know, hiring administrative staff, hiring clinicians, uh, interviewing them and all of those different things. And all of those things I feel require 
leadership, leadership skills and talents. Uh, just to be completely transparent, when I first started selling the couch, it was just me. In fact, I created the website. I had three pages up. I created the first episodes of the podcast. I edited everything. I created the show notes. I posted everything on social media. And before too long, I realized quickly just how much time all of this was taking and that I could use my time better, more effectively if I got some other help. And I was also starting to burn out. And I was only just a few months in and I thought, man, Mel, I don't know if this is really sustainable in the long term. So I started by asking a friend to help me create a website. And since 2015, Selling the Couch now has grown from just me and my friend that's helped create a website to a small but completely remote team. So I have team members all the way, you know, in Florida, in Pennsylvania, in Illinois. And one of the things that it's an amazing thing to record episodes like this, because, you know, as I record this, for example, I now have a podcast editor, a virtual assistant who helps me kind of manage the day-to-day, a videographer who helps edit live Q&As for STC directory members, a website designer who helps manage, you know, who uploads blog posts and helps manage the redesign of the blog when it needs it. I have a Facebook ads manager. I try to learn Facebook ads initially, but it's just taking so much time and it kept switching and so much. So I decided to hire somebody. And then recently this year, I hired a bookkeeper for the first time because I realized that I had income streams from multiple channels and it was often very hard for me to go back and every day categorize things and make sure that things were done accurately. And so I decided that a bookkeeper would be a good idea because uh, this was someone that had knowledge in that area. That And then at the end of the year, when we were ready to do taxes, we also, I had a nice, clean summary sheet. And I also knew things like how much the blog was making, what services and products maybe I needed to increase and, and increase funding on, other things that I needed to decrease funding on, and all of these different things. When I first started selling the couch, this podcast, the very first day we had nine downloads. And I think the first month we had like a couple of hundred downloads uh, over, you know, a couple of episodes. And since then, the podcast now has really grown. And so each month we get around 20,000 downloads. The Selling the Couch email newsletter is read by over 6,000 colleagues each week. And the Selling the Couch community is over 9,000 members. And I say that because as Selling the Couch continues to grow, I've been put into a position of leadership. And and what weighs on me a lot is I want to lead well. You know, I realize how much of a voice that I have in front of others. And I want to do things with high ethics and with kindness and all of those things. I also realize that my ability to lead well is directly related to the success of my business. One of the things that I've also realized is when any of us have business success, at least this is true for me, when you have business growth and business success, it's really easy to feel like, to become overconfident and feel like you're just kind of doing this on your own. And part of being a good leader for me is I want to be someone that doesn't become arrogant as a result of business success. And I want to be someone that that stops learning from others who are much further along. 
And I don't want business success to make me lose the human connection or the human touch, right? And so this is all of this. I say all of this because this is what motivated me to to pick up this book and, and read it in the first place. So in this book, Maxwell basically says there are 21 things that we must do well in order to effectively lead. Now, I'm not going to go through all 21 of those things because this would be a really long episode, but I wanted to share three of them that, that really spoke to me. And so the first one is law number 10, which Maxwell calls law of connection. And he summarizes the law of connection by saying, leaders touch a heart before they ask for a hand. I love that quote. Now just read it again. Leaders touch a heart before they ask for a hand. So another way to say this is that people are not going to follow us until they are emotionally bought in into that vision that that we believe in, right? There's also this other quote that he mentions in there and says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And Maxwell says, you develop credibility with people when you connect with them and show that you genuinely care and want to help them. So I think this is particularly helpful in a couple of different things as a couple of different areas in our journey as clinicians, right? First of all, it's helpful in the meaningful relationships that we build with colleagues, right? So how do we approach our relationship with colleagues? Are we looking to, oh, this is a referral source that could get me some more clients? Or are we or do we approach it from how can I serve them and how can I help them, right? Do we come from that place of leaders touch a heart before they ask for a hand? It also helps if you're assembling a team, or it also is particularly helpful in how we connect with potential clients, right? Do we speak to the heart before we ask for a hand? And so in this example, hand is some sort of a financial transaction, right? So for example, with clients, uh, what I've been thinking a lot about is, you know, what does my initial console call look like? Do I respond in a timely manner when a client calls? Do we meet our clients where they are? Or are we so quick to jump in and try to turn a potential client into a client instead of saying, you know, how can I serve you? It also means simple things like in how we set up our websites, right? For example, is our homepage, you know, in your face, like call me or is it an invitation to pause, to reflect, an invitation to explore the website, to see if that what uh, what you're writing and what you're sharing on there resonates with clients? The law of connection means that we understand people as they are, we meet them where they are, and we build that connection with them first before we get them to follow us, to purchase from us, or to buy into that vision of where we want to go. The second law that spoke to me is the law of empowerment, which is law number 12. And this law basically states that only secure leaders give power to others. So basically what this means is secure leaders spend their time identifying others within their team, building them up, giving them resources, authority, and responsibility, and then turning them loose to achieve. On the other hand, someone that might be an insecure leader, this is actually me for a lot of STC. They spend their time kind of suspicious of those around them. When I would delegate things, I would be like, okay, I, I don't know if you can do it as well as I can do it. So I'm going to just keep my eye on you kind of thing. And what one of the things that I was realizing is when I was sort of micromanaging like that, I was actually undermining the potential 
that the person had and their own autonomy and their own creativity. There's a really good quote from Theodore Roosevelt, the former U.S. president. It says, the best executive is the one who has the sense enough to pick good men, good men or women, uh, to do what he wants done and the self-restraint enough to keep from meddling with them while they do it. That is such a good reminder for me to pick effectively, but also let things go. It's also a reminder for me that I, I can't really hold on to everything so tightly. There, I wanted to wrap up this sort of section of law empowerment with two other quotes from Maxwell, I think, that are really helpful. So in one of them, he says, to keep others down, you have to go down with them. And when you do that, you lose any power to lift others up. And the second one is, the truth is that empowerment is powerful, not only for the person being developed, but also for the mentor. Enlightening others makes you larger, or enlarging others makes you larger. Finally, the third law that really stood out to me is law number 18, which is called the law of sacrifice. And this law really gives a glimpse into where our hearts are as leaders, right? This is one of my most favorite quotes in this book. And he says, a leader must give up to go up. And he says, there's a common misperception among people who aren't leaders, that leadership is all about the position, the perks, the power that come from rising in an organization. The life of a leader can look glamorous to people on the outside, but the reality is that leadership requires sacrifice. And I think for me, this really stuck out because it's a reminder for me that business success, for example, is not always present, is what's presented on social media, right? In order for any of our businesses to be successful. It requires countless hours of sacrifice, of, of battling our own demons, of fear and doubt and all of those things and pressing forward despite them. And I should, one, I think, just be gentle with myself. And I love one of these other quotes from Maxwell when he was talking about sacrifice. He said, there's no success without sacrifice. Every person who has achieved any success in life has made sacrifices to do so. The heart of leadership is putting others ahead of yourself. It's doing what is best for them. If you're pursuing leadership for personal gain or recognition, then you are not in reality a quality leader. That one was a little hard for me to hear, but I think it was also very, very true. I, I love, I think why I like this book is I think for many of us, we're naturally kind and sacrificial and people. And I think a book like this really resonates because for a long time, I felt like in order to be a, an effective leader, I had to be this strong-willed person that had, you know, kind of this loud voice that was a, a very authoritative. And I am, you can probably just guess from all these podcasts, it was, I am so not that person. And I think reading this book for me was just so encouraging because it told me that I could do, I could be who I was. And leadership is something that that can be developed, right? And for a long time, I believe that, you know, this idea of like everyone, there are natural born leaders, and then there are those who are not leaders. And so this book basically argues that leadership is something that can constantly be developed. And we just have to be intentional and, and mindful about it. So in wrapping up this episode, and again, you can find all of these little tidbits and show notes, that summary of today's episode over on the show notes page over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 195. And just wrapping up this episode, I, I really think this is, 
I'm fortunate to be able to read a lot of books. And I think this is one of those books that every therapist in private practice should read. Just because I think there are so many little nuggets in there. And even if you have a very, just starting out, or you even envision like a small scale solo practice, I think there's still a lot of lessons in there in terms of how you present yourself to potential clients. And if you were to hire out what that looks like and and how do you sort of be effective in all of this. So I hope you enjoyed this session. And again, there are 18 more of these laws in the book, which you can find over on Amazon and also on Audible. And again, with that link to Audible, you can go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Audible. And if you're not a member you actually get the first month, first book absolutely free. And this is a great book to check out. Before we wrap up, just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Turning Point HQ for supporting today's podcast session. So Turning Point HQ is the result or is the brainchild of David Frank, who is a financial planner for therapists. And as I've mentioned before, uh, Dave and I actually have gotten to be good friends just an awesome person to work with. And one of the things that Dave will help us to do is create a holistic and an intentional retirement and an investing plan that supports you to lead a really awesome life. Because ultimately, I think for many of us, it's we invest, right, to create the life that we want. And uh, it's to do it in an intentional way. And Dave, honestly, is just one of the most like heart-centered folks that I've ever met, and you're absolutely going to be in good hands with him. You can learn more about Turning Point HQ and the awesome services that they provide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash turning point HQ. And if you go through that link, uh, Dave actually created this seven financial mistakes that therapists make. It's a free downloadable, and uh, you can download it right there. And then you also get off any of your, any of the services that Dave provides. Be sure to mention that you heard it on STC. Have a great rest of your week and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.